Hey, it's Sky Brothers here. View from the cheap seats this week. We have an unbelievable guest. Uh, he played for in the NFL, had over ten thousand six hundred yards rushing, and now he's got a great acting career. He's Thomas Q. Jones. Man, did you have fun on the show? Man, I had a blast on this show. Thank we you so much deep. for inviting me. Yeah, we got super deep, man. It was early in the morning out here in the West Coast. Man, Listen, y'all, got man, my, y'all got my brain working early, man. Talk so. Issues. I'm yeah. talking issues. I'm saying, look, we got so deep, we put her butt to sleep. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Welcome to Please Be My Girlfriend. Welcome. Welcome, everyone. Today is a very special episode, in my opinion, my humble, simple Southern opinion. Yeah, because in addition to Roman Presnell, we have our very good friend, George Azunian. Was that correct? Yeah, that's that's perfect, actually. Killed it. Yeah. yeah. I'm so good at this, you guys, by the way. Welcome, George. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on your podcast. It's uh, very awesome. Very honored to be here. This is a um, comedy and relationship podcast. Mm-hmm. We talk about, you know, comedy and relationships, uh, among other things. But we also like to talk about whatever the guest is interested in. And, um, yeah, I think we've mentioned you before on the podcast, actually, with Pudge. Do you remember that? Oh, uh, yeah. Because Pudge right. got a copy of Alphabet of Manliness mm-hmm. and Bout lost his shit over it. It became his Bible, right? Or yeah, something completely. Like. My you dad. You should just tell that story again. My dad, who the listeners got a chance to meet a couple weeks ago, he has never been familiar with the internet in any way <laughs> at all. Like this guy, just that's not even a thing that's even ever going to matter to him. Like no matter what dependency our society gains on online communication he will never be concerned with that it's like, it's, it's by choice he, he's just, yeah he just doesn't care it's really more like i think like financial choice like he doesn't have the time to like care to hire a guy to come out to where he lives and like hook up an internet and he wouldn't know how to use it anyway <laughs> because like, he's far enough away from like lines and stuff that they have to install yeah, they would have to build go out to his house like way out in the countryside. He doesn't give a damn. But he was helping me clean out all my shit when I was moving out here. And uh, because I flew out here, I just got rid of like almost everything I had. So uh, I had a copy of uh, your book, Alphabet of Manliness. And I was like, my dad will love this. Like, this is <laughs> it's exactly right up his alley. And it was the first time I'd ever seen what would happen if you give someone that's never experienced the internet before a book like that. Yeah. He seriously was like Moses coming down off the mountain. <laughs> he would turn every page. He's like, come here, look at this. Check this out. And just, he was rolling. My dad, who just has said, books suck, is a quote from my dad. He was on the floor, and he was like trying to make my grandma look at it. And she was like, I don't want to look at that, Pudge. And he's like, no, come here, come here, it's good. But he was just floored by it he loved it wow and uh that was just to me like this great moment of seeing this guy be suddenly exposed to this like whole new world kind of like through just like this great comedy and writing and it just killed him and it really made me think about like how sort of just beyond like 
just fans of the website or something that book really could reach you know what i mean like it just really spoke to people i think just yeah in a, in a, in a great way like just seeing him read it and just love it and fall in love with it. Well, you you got such a cool dad. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I remember I remember. Um, well, first of all, like my parents were not supportive of this. Uh, I remember when I called really? my mom. Yeah, when I got the book deal, I was excited. I'm like, oh my oh, gosh, this yeah. is it. I'm, I'm yeah. I, I could call myself. I I've been writing for like almost 20 years now, and I didn't want to call myself a writer until I actually had something. Sure, right. sure. And I was like, now I'm a writer. Yeah. And I called my mom and I said, hey, I got a book deal. And she said, why don't you go back to school and get a real job? And I'm like, <laughs> boom, right out the... Wow! Yeah. And then when the book finally came out, um, so I I gave my dad a copy and he's in his undergarments. My dad's Mormon. Uh, so, right. you know, I'm from Utah. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. And that's a real thing. You know, the the, the undergarments, the white underwear and whatever. Um, so, he's oh, always wow. he's always in that stuff. So, he's always walking around the house reading that. So, I hand him the book and he opens it up and I'm just watching him. His brows furrowed the entire time. <laughs> he reads a page and then he turns the next page. <laughs> Still, just a hmm, and then turns the next. He goes, George, do you have to use so many cuss words? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> totally did not get it. And he's yeah. like, he's like, he's kind of like your dad in the sense that uh, you know, no internet, no technology. I've right. never seen the guy ever listen to music ever. Wow, he's never listened to music. His radio in his car uh, never works. It's just to- oh, it just doesn't work. D- doesn't work. He doesn't care. Um, <laughs> that I- is something I do not relate to as a human yeah, who doesn't imagine. engage in music no music nothing like wow. nothing gives him joy except uh working <laughs> like he loves chopping down trees um wow. and boxing he likes boxing and uh <laughs> incredible and, i, just, I yeah. do have something in common with him suddenly i also love boxing <laughs> oh yeah. me too <laughs> we were talking about boxing the other day how um like if it's on tv if i catch a match i get it's one of the things that like captivates me is watching two people try their hardest to both achieve the same goal and it's the most direct and literal interpretation i think of like conflict <laughs> Com- in combat. Yeah. i think like anybody that wants to be a script writer or an actor or anything should watch quite a good deal of something like boxing i could not agree this more. is what your play needs uh-huh. we don't need to see these flashbacks that are obviously you in high school, uh-huh. like how totally, like it's kind of the perfect theater is a yeah. sport yeah. because it's these sides competing. They're giving everything. It's totally unpredictable, and I, that's I think why it's so engaging. I think that's why I think guys who love sports really love theater really hard. Yeah, <laughs> just like the purest form of it. I can see that. You know, I mean, I think that happens a lot. Yesterday, I was at GameStop, and it was a. Uh, Fifty percent off all sports games. <laughs> what kind of sale is that? I don't know. It's like they're it's having the summer, the shitty. Yeah, it was it's something like, like summer palooza or some fucked up uh-huh. like some uh, music yeah. festival. They did. I don't know. But I realized like how much I'd sort of followed in the footsteps of my father yesterday when I was ending up. <laughs> I came to this realization of what I was doing, but I was debating between these two games, and price was sort of part of the reason I was thinking about it. But I was looking at Madden 07. And Madden 09. And Madden 07 was priced at 79 cents. And Madden 09 was priced at 99 cents. And I wasn't sure if it was worth the extra 20 cents. And this is before a 50% discount. It's going to be less than 50 cents for either of these games. But I still must have sat there for 15 minutes probably like... 
Do you think enough features got added between seven and nine to justify these 20 cents? And the the poor girl at the GameStop, she was just like, what are you doing? And she like tried to help me. She's like, do you want like, uh, you know, we're half off all sports games. It's like, oh, are you serious? It's like, yeah. So I ended up buying Madden 10 for a dollar 25. It's like, well, this was the best one I can remember. Oh, man. She was like, do you like playing a lot of sports? What, what are your like favorite games? We can help you find stuff. It's like, well, I actually like to play like Skyrim and Fallout. She's like, why are you buying <laughs> Madden NFL 07? And I was like, I just, I kind of like to smoke weed sometimes. <laughs> and I just told her, like, I just wanted to be able to like, just be in a state where it could be 2 a.m. and I didn't have to work the next day and I could just smoke and play Madden for a little bit. And she really appreciated that. It was an awesome time. Does that time game have her. a feature where you can just simulate a game mm. and you can just watch it and yeah. see what it does? Well, I, I, yeah, my buddy did that once. I called him up because he was really into the game for a while uh-huh. and I couldn't get him to come do anything because he wanted to like finish his season. And then <laughs> after... After he finished, I'd call him up like, "All right, buddy, uh, your game's done. Are you? Can we go <laughs> are you, do are stuff? You a human? Yeah. Can we yeah. Like, go do? He's like, "No, no. I started the simulation mode. Now I'm a manager." And I'm like, "So what do you do?" He's like, "I just watch my team play." <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! Yeah. So he'd come home every day, and it was a thing. Like he he was on a schedule. He came home. He he would get his you know snacks. He'd warm a uh, pizza pocket, and he would sit down and watch his simulation play like there's a real game <laughs> that is taking video gaming to the next level where you're not even playing it no, you're, you're just, just living in a new world you sort of set events into motion and then just observe as they're carried yeah. out before you wow that's kind of incredible i think i love that it a makes bit. me believe in that as a universe that kind of exists like <laughs> yeah it started and those players are real in some digital way <laughs> they have lives and fake nfl wives or- well in full disclosure you, you, you guys remember those old screensavers that were um, like there's one called survival and it had little pixels it was like red blue and yellow oh and they fight they have like an evolutionary yeah. battle they would have an old I've watched that for like an hour oh yeah <laughs> like just a screensaver like oh who's gonna win Okay, blue's blue's dominating now, and then yellow comes yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh my god, where, yellow! No, I um, never. Was I never. <laughs> one of the three coming back, <laughs> yeah. especially yellow, who's so renowned for his cowardice. Yeah, <laughs> it just showed bravery in the signs of defeat. Great. That is so. Yeah, early screensavers. I remember just watching like the fish coming at each other. Are they gonna hit? Are they gonna hit? Is one gonna eat the other one? Do you remember that one? How about yeah. the where it says DVD video and it bounces around the screen, <laughs> and you're all. Always waiting for it to perfectly hit in the corner. Oh, like, yeah. That's the, goal. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many times I've sat just in longing, hoping for that thing to just uh, perfect. The what do you think it's going to win? Hit. It's going to get stuck like a basketball <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the goal. Like they have to pause the game and get the ladder out. No, one of the players just jumps up and gets it. Chris Bosch is like, I got it. Speaking of basketball, just for one moment, I guess I should uh, bring up. Did anybody catch Team USA versus uh, Nigeria? No, I haven't seen any of Team USA. Uh, Team USA, I don't know the exact numbers, but I'm pretty sure these are within five points of the final score. It was, I want to say, 153 to 78. Something like that. It was the U.S. Olympic men's team set almost every major Olympic record in basketball yesterday. Sounds like they have no defense. They destroyed. They destroyed them. It was. They shot seventy-one percent from the field. Oh my lord! No defense. 
I mean, is it? <laughs> I mean, like, that's just too high a numbers to not be representative of the Nigerian defense. Yeah, I, feel I like. don't know. It was insane, but it was like a huge thing. I, was, was that the game? I heard. I heard that one of the players uh, after the game went up to Kobe just to get an autograph. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. I would not be Which surprised, was, especially after that. Yeah, it was like a really sweet moment. I was like, oh, well, that's so that's so humbling, you know? Yeah. Man, I wish I had seen that. Apparently, yeah. supposedly, they had like, I mean, they hit 100 points with five minutes left in the third. And apparently, they'd been catching a lot of flack lately, and people were saying they weren't a very tough team, or they weren't like a especially great American team and all this. Uh-huh. And supposedly, when they hit 100, uh, Coach Krzyzewski was like, keep going. <laughs> gas on. He was like, we're going to make everyone shut up right now about our team. Like, I'm mean, apparently, it was just like, this is, I'm done hearing about it. And <laughs> yeah. they just like went out there and behaved, just destroyed them. I can't even imagine still like, imagine that feeling like looking at the clock, like, please let this be over. Like oh, just man. four more minutes, and then they call a timeout, and you're like, "Oh my god, <laughs> please, just why did you do that? Just let us lose now." Can you believe there was a while when basketball wasn't, or no, I guess it was basketball was an Olympic sport, but the the NBA players couldn't play. Yeah. You remember that? And then the Dream Team happened, mm-hmm. and it was like the first time NBA players could do it. I think it was like. Was it an Olympic rule, or was it just sort of a self-imposed, like, American thing? Like, Oh, maybe that was it, to protect our league. I can't remember what it was, but I don't know. I just want to bring that up because it was sort of a historic Olympic moment. And there have been a lot of those, like, this weekend, like the gymnastics team. Did you hear about that? Like, the women's gymnastics team. I think I I witnessed a little little of it. They apparently, like, had gold locked up even before the final event. Oh, wow. Like, it was almost impossible for them to have lost, no matter what had happened. Like, mm-hmm. it just not showed up or something. And <laughs> I, I guess the, the the controversy was with the badminton team. Uh, I think I guess the Chinese badminton team. Oh, uh, they, they forfeit to, yeah. or they lose on purpose to get better ranked yeah. seating Yeah, or I've heard about that. Yeah. Tell Which, me, tell us more. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I heard about this. I'm like, oh, it's a big scandal, badminton cheating. I'm like, okay, I, I wonder how you cheated this game. <laughs> yeah. so I and they, I guess they were just like really um, intentionally losing. And they said because their strategy is they wanted to be in a better bracket. I'm like, oh, sounds kind of like strategy to me. Yeah, yeah. That's what I feel like. It's, it's a reflection cheating. on that's, their... Yeah. Yeah, like in Street Fighter 2, you want to like, you know, you want to pick Dalsim first if you're, you know, if you're fighting. Because like, <laughs> you, you did a mirror match early or how, what's the thought on that? Um, I like to fight. I, I love to go through uh, Ryu and Ken right at the beginning because later on. Oh, and you mean if you pick Dalsim, you're going to get. You're going to f- match up against them early? Yeah. Usually, oh, yeah. of course, because they're the hardest to play later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fast. I could talk Street Fighter strategy all the rest of the podcast, by the way. We have, Done. Yeah, we have, <laughs> we have had great history, just <laughs> us alone at Street Fighter. Oh, yeah. Like, I would love to talk about this. I'm a Chun-Li man in a Street Fighter 2 original through and through. Oh, who isn't? And I, I remember mean, when Championship Edition came out, and it was... They had the screenshot in GamePro, and the player one was Chun Li, but player two was also Chun Li, uh-huh. and you were like, "There's no way!" Like there was the a time, there was a time where that was an unheard of concept in fighting games. Was that you could both be the same person? Well, it is pretty. It's weird. Yeah. Kind of destroys. Yeah. You have to invent some weird version of them that's yeah. blue and it's so like to me it's just so wild that that's like a thing now that is in every game 
They, they, that was such a huge well, deal. Well, def- you know, like it's like two legends on, on the magic board. You can't. <laughs> they have legendary status. They should both they, go to the graveyard. Yeah, they can't coexist. Yeah, they should. They should have had like uh, mirrors and multiples, like during the Street Fighter movie. Maybe, like maybe that would have saved. Oh it. wow! <laughs> yeah, to justify it, yeah. totally. If they had one so, scene where they're like, "Before you advance, Ken." must learn to tackle your own demons. And then this blue version of him comes out. <laughs> what a clever thing that could have been for a movie that it was could have done so much. Otherwise like not clever in any way. Really, I, I guess uh, it was clever to cast raw Julia in it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I dated a girl for a long time and she, I like after we broke up, she was like kind of dating around and stuff. And then she said, Oh yeah. I, I and I felt bad for her cause she was like, you know, she moved to LA for me and everything. And, and I was like, well, do you have anyone for Thanksgiving? And she goes, yeah, some friends invited me over. I said, I'm like kind of going out on a date with this guy. And um, then afterwards, I found out who she went on a date with. And it was the guy who played Ryu in the Street Fighter movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, Amazing. And he lived behind me, like in my, like my, <laughs> behind my apartment. Like I could literally like see them eating Thanksgiving dinner. And I was like alone. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was feeling bad for her. And I'm sitting yeah. in, in my apartment eating crackers. And just <laughs> <laughs> having turkey with Ryu. <laughs> it's so incredible. Oh my God. <laughs> What would you do? Like, <clears throat> I wonder if he, that guy walks down the street and people are like, Hadouken! He's, like, <laughs> he's probably just so excited that someone remembered oh, him. Oh, yeah. I guess that would like, be just it. Just in this like, grand moment of like, oh, sweet. That's how I would feel. I mm-hmm. would love to be in... I could probably pull off some E-Honda maybe with like some makeup <laughs> and like, a haircut. And, like, I'd probably do an E-Honda. Oh, you'd be a great E-Honda. Yeah, they need to... Yeah. How come there's no Street Fighter character based on me? Uh... All those weird Neo Geo fighting games they yes. used to have, they always had some kind of weird Southern American guy uh, in all of them. Yeah. yeah. It was like World Fighters or World Heroes <laughs> world or heroes. something. The game was so Art fun. Fighting. Uh, Rasputin yeah. was a character in that. Oh, they had historical figures? I guess so. I just remember Rasputin. He was kind of like Dalton. He could like make his hands gigantic and stuff like that. Uh, and I think there was like a Genghis Khan type character. So I guess it was kind of like historic. And the American guy was like Hulk Hogan or something. He was like just yeah. a professional wrestler. <laughs> They're like, here's your historic character, Hulk Hogan. Nice. It's always like a wrestler or a boxer. <laughs> yeah. uh, like like Balrog, like that's all they oh, yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, you guys probably know this, but uh, some Street Fighter trivia. In the Japanese version, uh, M. Bison... Bison's name was Balrog, and Balrog's name was Bison because it was supposed to be Tyson. And so, the, ah. the, to avoid that that whole oh, wow. like when it came to the states, they changed uh, Balrog and Bison. So uh, they thought Bison would be way too similar to Tyson. So that's why they did it. Interesting. Is that also why it's M Bison, like M yeah. Tyson? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Wow. I like how they came up with Bison. We're like, maybe they're not quite going to understand what we're going for. Uh-huh. <laughs> but M period at the beginning of it. Now we'll all there we go. It's that's- M- a nice Bison. little, yeah. That's crazy. I did not know Me that. Me neither. Yeah. I love Street Fighter trivia. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's sort of like my first introduction to it. Yeah. But um, have you ever dated a girl who's into video games? Either of you? Uh, I have not. At <laughs> <laughs> all. On your face, I can I'm tell like, you immediately. Yeah. No. Me neither. Kind of. Yeah, I dated a girl. Okay, so so anytime I would, go, uh, this was like a shit test I would give to girls. <laughs> Like, so I would say, hey, do you like video games? Because they would try to relate to me sometimes. Oh, and nice. Like, yeah, I like video games. And I'd ask them, this was like back in the 90s. And I'm like, oh, what games do you play? And they say, Mist. 
Boom. Out. I'm, I'm done. This girl's a liar. She's a fraud. She's a liar and a fraud. <laughs> she does not. We have nothing in common. I can't trust her. Um, yeah, like it's mist or solitaire. Like I've actually heard solitaire. Solitaire. Wow. Solitaire. Wow. Um, uh, then I did date a girl for a while who was like really into video games, but she was just, it was weird and yeah. I didn't like it. Like she was a nympho. And, which sounds awesome. Yeah, she liked video games and sex. And whatever. Kick her to the curb. Yeah, I was the weird one. I'm, I'm an idiot. Like I don't know why. That's wild. But no, you 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 felt like a nymph. Like being with a nympho got to be too much. Yeah, because it was like it was always there, and it was it's uh it's like I don't know, man. It's. It's like I just want to like just chill for a minute, yeah. you know? Like yeah, let's, let's I just totally rest. Totally understand and, that. And uh, and can we like just you know like not do this for a second? And I just want to like just really like, like it's sore. Like things, just <laughs> yeah. things are like. Wow. It's, I haven't felt that way in a while. I have felt like the opposite. <laughs> it's been a while since I've felt like. Can you slow down? <laughs> I don't know. Like it was. It was. It was. It was bad. Like it was a compulsion. Like she would call me up. She's like, "You need to come over now." I'm like, "I'm at work, baby. Like I can't. Yeah, like I got responsibilities and stuff." And she's like, "You need to come over now. I'm bleeding." I'm like, "What?" Like because she would like go all day. Like she would just go so hard, and that she would like make herself bleed. I'm like, "What Whoa, are you doing?" Holy shit! That does sound different than what yeah, I've ever. Yeah, it sounds way more awesome on paper, but like uh-huh. in, yeah, in that sounds tough. That's like yeah, a monkey's paw situation with it, how it sounded yeah, at first, yeah, exactly, and then yeah. yeah. But the video game thing, like it's cool until you realize it's just you're playing less. Like you have to like share (laughs) (laughs) and it's always like crash bandicoot or something that's been my experience so are you currently single and or in a relationship in a relationship oh nice congratulations yeah thank you um and do you so do you like do you have any wisdom for people who are you know single or or even just yeah, can you tell us a little bit about like what it's like to be in a relationship? <laughs> um, it's uh, you know okay. So I was talking to a friend about this recently, and he was telling me he because this guy I know like uh, goes through lots of women, and he's always like, and he doesn't even have to try because he got kind of a baby face, and so like girls just come up to him. Right. It's like okay, this guy's got it made. Awesome. Um, but he's like, I don't know, man. I just get bored, and I thought about it. I'm like, you know. There is some low, at some point the excitement kind of, you know, kind of wanes and, but what is replaced with the excitement is comfort. Like you come home and it's somebody who knows you and gets you. Yeah. Like you might not have that exciting moment where you just meet somebody and you're going to hook up for the first time. That's awesome. But in its place, you get somebody who gives you a birthday gift that you open up and you're like, holy shit, this person yeah. gets me. Like, this person gets me on such a fundamental level. Like, I love this game called um, Katamari Damacy. It's oh, a, my God. Oh, so man. good. <laughs> if those of you listening, I'm doing the motion with <laughs> yeah. my thumbs. David is using both joysticks, demonstrating his knowledge. Man, Katamari Damacy. Yeah, the, I played that for a long time. So you yeah, you definitely. roll you roll around this big ball and it picks up things. You know, for, whole, <laughs> the, for those who don't know, it sounds really stupid, but it's like you could spend hours just rolling things up. Anyway, it's like watching that screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> it's inevitable. Yeah, yeah it's a, an interactive screensaver. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so I love that game. And for my birthday, like out of nowhere, she she gave me this box and I open it up and it's this handmade 
Katamari ball, which she went to, through the trouble of going to like little Japanese stores to buy the little Japanese milk cartons and sausages and ironing boards and giraffes and all this stuff. And she made this ball for me. Whoa. Like, that, that is, is so... such an amazing gift. Yeah. And cool. I'm like, okay, now I feel like a shithead forever. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like just thinking even, you know, not doing this, but, uh, yeah, you know, that, that comfort gets replaced, um, with, uh, with the excitement. I love that. That yeah. was, what a cool gift. Getting, I've talked before about how much, like, for me personally, I'm not even sure why, but like little gifts and even just like little trinkets and stuff are always like good for me, like in a relationship. Like they always reinforce my like understanding of like where the relationship is. Like if it's going well or not going well, like it's always sort of symbolized by like whether or not we're still like giving each other little things and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I don't know why, but that's always been like a, a quick path to my heart and it's not like i'm like oh i can't wait to get more stuff because sometimes it's like oh here's a keychain i found on the street or something you know just something weird or random but like i love the memories and the sentimentality attached to stuff like that yeah yeah it's 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 pretty cool but like i it's like nothing i would ever want to like admit to like you know yeah my bro's coming over let's go get some beers man hey let's clean up all this shit off all the counters (laughs) what's this stupid ball of junk this looks kind of (laughs) nice not stupid it's fucking lame let's put it in the garbage disposal (laughs) how i that kick it yeah why am i friends with this guy (laughs) yeah (laughs) overly defensive about it (laughs) can we now take a moment to thank our donators last week to do this we mentioned that we're trying to shoot this video and we were uh, asking specifically for the donations to go towards that and we received a donation and we said that we would call out their name and talk about them so i wanted to to deliver a huge please be my girlfriend shout out to one mr ira sergeant ira sergeant thanks man yeah for sure you, my friend, are going to help contribute to what's probably going to be the best thing ever filmed. <laughs> and I watched, uh, I've watched in the last few weeks, like I saw Citizen Kane and it was kind of boring. I guess I don't know enough about fucking cinematography and shit. Uh-huh. But- I don't no, know. I didn't really care be about it. Better it's than better than Citizen Kane, yeah. for sure. Yeah, way better. And yeah. even if it's not, you're not going to have to sit there for like two and a half hours before you realize that. That's for so sure. And the we will not rip you off. Yeah, our special effects are going to be way better than those shitty ones from Citizen Kane. Yeah, no shit. Why didn't they update it like George Lucas does? <laughs> Just <laughs> fix the motherfucker. Fan of George Lucas's stuff when he updates it. He's like, it's coming from a good place. He's trying to fix it. My, dude... We'll take a break, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about this in a minute. But I, I just want to say to thank you thoughts. to Ira Sargent. Thank uh, you so much. Thank you, Ira. Guys, we're we're so excited about Please Be My Girlfriend. So excited. And we're going to start bringing you videos. That's right. Visual content, video, and sound. It's a two-pronged attack. Um, videos are free, right, Roman? They're free to make. They're, they don't cost... <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! You're steaming! Steam came off your head. That's right, because videos are not free to shoot. They take some money. A little bit. So we want your help. We want you to help us finance our our next video shoot. Uh, And uh, so if you can donate towards that, just put in the comments that this is for the video. Uh, You can even put in the code phrase, Big Fast Roach. And uh, phrase, big fast roach. We'll give you a shout out on the next podcast. Thanks for helping us make our videos a reality. Thanks so much, guys, and thanks for listening. 
So I've talked my fair share of shit about George Lucas, as have we all probably. Yeah, yep. And the only disagreement, <laughs> but I've defended him a little bit in his constant remaking of all his bullshit. And the only <laughs> argument I have against it is I don't think he should completely get rid of the originals. I think those still need to be available to people. But I still think it being his project or whatever, if he wants to spend the money and the time and whatever <laughs> to just keep making, putting more dumb shit in the same movie, that is totally his right to do that, I think. Oh, yeah, I don't see, like, right. if he wants to do that, everybody should just be like, well, shut up. It's not yours, it's his anyway. It's a gift he gave to you and 30 years ago. And you just want to be just like, don't buy it and don't get confused by it at the store. But you still want to get the... I mean, yeah. It increases the confusion. Grandparents are going to buy the shitty well, new version. They're going to buy Transmorphers and the <laughs> Revengers and shit anyway. And you're going to get those DVDs at Christmas and be pissed off. And you get fucking Skeet Ulrich's Captain USA and the Revengers. And you're like, man, damn it. How does this keep happening? So what do you think's next then for him? Like, what's he going to change na- next? I don't know. He'll probably try to find some way to stay relevant. That's my yeah. estimate. He'll probably put like a Chick-fil-A in one of the scenes or something. <laughs> create like this huge... he's going to align with Chick-fil-A right No, I now? think he's just going to create a, something for people to bitch about in the future. Oh, just an issue. Some yeah. reference. Yeah, maybe he's just a giant troll. Like he knows, he knows <laughs> yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. He's the king of the well, trolls. Well, he did yeah. that with Jar Jar, right? Like he had a shot put in where Jar Jar looks at the camera in the second prequel because it's his only appearance uh, of jar jar in the whole movie like and he generally got the note that people hated it took him out but there's this one shot where like he's introduced at the senate or whatever and like as he's walking by camera he looks directly (laughs) at the camera as if like yeah i made it i made it into the movie really yeah watch it wow i like to think he's a bad actor jar jar (laughs) (laughs) jar Jar, quit looking at the camera you know what this is as close we're gonna get (laughs) five takes <laughs> it's so expensive to have Samuel Jackson here. So, uh, I don't know. I did want to, you know what? God, I hate to even continue this. I'm about as damn sick of hearing about it as I am. But I do just for a moment want to talk about the Chick fil A situation. Oh, uh oh. And sure. it's just that to me, I feel like everything is happening the way it's supposed to happen. And I'm like very feeling like. Yeah, America right now, because in this country, you're allowed to say whatever you want and believe whatever you want. And in this country, you're allowed to suffer any consequences that come from that. Right. And to me, they made a decision to sacrifice one market to appeal to this other market. Uh And if you don't want to shop there, don't and do that. And that's good. And if you do support that and believe that, go shop there, do whatever you want to. Like, I don't understand what people kind of want to happen yeah like there's all this arguing but i'm like well what are you arguing in favor or against like there's it's just everyone's mad but no one's actually making a point right now they're just like pissed off at each other yeah just should to we do it. explain this a little bit for people outside of do you think or is it so national no now? actually i got because i posted about this on facebook yesterday on my uh, on my maddox account the first comment was some dude from finland's like uh please explain i don't know what's going on uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> sounds good <laughs> Yeah, so uh, maybe a little better. Yeah. So the Chick-fil-A company, the CEO of that company is a pretty uh, right-wing guy who does not support same-sex marriage and was a pretty heavy contributor 
to, I guess, Prop 8. Right. Right? Is that kind of where it started? And I think there were some contributions to various, like, groups that are very publicly anti-gay rights and stuff like that. And, I mean, the the restaurant has been... You know, overpriced for years. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like they're they're they've been known as like a religious company for a long time. Like they they put like uh, Bible passages on their cups and stuff, and like they're not open on Sundays. That's their thing, right? Right. Right. They're not open on Sundays. And and Prop Eight for anyone who doesn't know is the the initiative in California that banned gay marriage. Yeah, which was largely motivated from Utah, right? Like it kind of got its start in Utah. Actually, yeah, the Mormons. The uh, Mormons put a lot of money into that. Yep. Um, so cool. So I did not know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It felt like to people here, it was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Leave our state alone. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, okay. So anyway, I guess what happened recently, they just, uh, I found out, I guess people found out that they're a contributor. And so then, you know, it kind of yeah, leaked the into the media. Publicly, he made a public statement oh, about that's it. Was right. in an interview or something. Yeah. Made a statement that, you know, we believe in tr- the traditional definition of marriage and so on and so forth. He used, you know, the way everybody, the political way of saying you yeah. don't support gay marriage. And at the, at like simultaneously, like all his marketing people and PR people were like, because oh, <laughs> you have to imagine they're smart and like they're trying to do a good job. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, oh, this is going to be harder to reach that. I don't know. And that one brave guy was like, we're just going to have to. Embrace this is really going <laughs> to be our option. <laughs> you think I'm like, Well, probably. I mean, the guy was like, like we said, he's probably just a smart guy out of college. He's like working business, and he's like, got to feed my family, man. And like, this is we're fucked now. Well, might it, as well appeal to this new market. I mean, it's a sound strategy. And, and the the one uh, one of the heads of their PR had a heart attack the day after this this whole yeah, news hit. No, literally had a heart attack he and died. Attack. And it like adds to the whole. You know, mythology, or it kind of makes it sound almost mythical. Like he was dealing with all this, like so much guilt, or like (laughs) having to lie in the face of what he believes. I mean, that's kind of the way I uh, look into it. But it was like the telltale heart or something. Like ate him alive. (laughs) Right. He died. You know, I was sitting there uh, going through Facebook yesterday, and it's just like one of those things that's unavoidable. It's like Coney. It's like, you know, the oh. whatever just floods the internet. It's yeah. like, I have no choice. I have to read about this. Yeah. This is what everyone's talking about. So I was going through the news articles and stuff, and I thought it, the, at first the momentum of this movement wouldn't be that big. But it turned out to be a very successful campaign because yesterday was Chick-fil-A Appreciation Day, and people turned out in droves. And it was their most successful, like their highest profit day ever. And wow. Yeah. So, so it, people showed up in force for this thing. And I'm like, huh. I guess they won. And then I'm clicking through the images and, you know, it like bums me out. I have like gay friends out here and it right. really like it hits them personally. And the part that finally rubbed me, the really like really pissed me off was um, there's a picture of a guy, like a manager in one of the Chick-fil-A's and it's a packed full Chick-fil-A and everyone's smiling and laughing. He's like he has his fist up in the air and he's gesturing like success. And I'm like. I, I, I saw that picture and I just wanted to juxtapose that with a picture of like a crying gay dude who just got denied gay marriage, like, like rights and benefits. And I put that on there and it was like, it was very controversial. And every time I do this, I turn to my friends. I'm like, Oh, I'm ready to lose fans. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't give a shit. And, uh-huh. uh, and, but it, m- more and more, like I'm, I'm finding like people embrace this. You know, people are are not what I expected. I thought my my fans would be way more bigoted than. than oh yeah, that yeah. people like right. your position. Yeah, that's, oh cool. Yeah. They were they're like mostly on board. So. That's real. That's got to be. I mean, 
Yeah, that's a great feeling. Uh, I mean, you've got such a large following, you know, it, I, that feeling of like, mm-hmm. well, here goes. I know this is going to polarize people and yet I'm going to do it. Yep. It seems like it's an increasing thing with okay. the internet and it almost forces your hand a little bit to be who you are. You know, yeah. I don't want to uh, put you on the spot or anything, but I did want to tell you like, and, uh, cause I think I started to tell you a little bit about this, uh, at the big 60 party. But I'd also been, because it was our birthday party, I'd been having drinks poured into me a lot. So I'm not sure if I was able to clearly make any points at all that evening. <laughs> having so passive voice. I was having drinks poured into me. I didn't want them. I was like, I have to volunteer at the soup kitchen tonight. Guys. <laughs> they were On like, no, birthday. it's your birthday. Yeah. And I was like, do you think those poor people care whose birthday it is? They just want to eat. And then that, they put that device down your throat. Mm-hmm. And, and I just went to the bathroom and you. just, you know, pulled out my little new testament and started memorizing <laughs> some verses it's my spare time it's like whenever i have a moment i like to memorize a few bible verses and then head to the soup kitchen but anyway what i was gonna uh say especially with the website is that i firmly believe that uh the best page in the universe is like will go down as like a little bit of like this grandfathering like this pioneer of like internet comedy to me like in my opinion as like I remember being in college and being, you know, taking my creative writing courses and stuff and blogging wasn't huge yet. Yeah. And none of these things were huge. And it was this thing and you would literally check it multiple times a day. And you were <laughs> totally. so excited to see when the next post was going to be up. And for people like me that like, you know, I keep my uh, website, please be my girlfriend dot com now. And it was so like it was just one of those things like i want to write stuff like this i want to be this like comedy writer that reaches all these people mm-hmm. but there was not a, not a lot of that going on at that time and uh, yeah, if there and was think, it didn't have the same exposure like it was just a thing that you would show each other and like you'd get so into it and in a lot of ways it's responsible for like a lot of the work i've done like it was just a huge inspiration for me personally for my work so wow. respond to all of that. <laughs> I didn't want to put a lot on you, but I wanted to let you know, like, I think, like, honestly, like, it's got value, like, historically. Oh, like, totally. As a for, for our fans, we should say uh, this writing. is Maddox, uh, Maddox.xmission.com, mm-hmm. uh, greatest page in the universe. Did I the properly? Best, best page oh, in I'm the sorry, universe. Oh, I'm sorry, the best page <laughs> in the universe. Um, which, yeah, you check it out, If, um, but I'm sure most pe- most of our listeners probably know it. Um, yeah, thanks, man. That's uh, that's very humbling. Like, um I I recently went to I went overseas to uh, my friend had a Greek wedding and every time I travel um, I like to buy a one way ticket because I buy a one way ticket because a round trip ticket from Greece was like two thousand dollars which is stupid and but a one way ticket was like nine hundred hmm. and then a, a trip back from another country a neighboring country was like. 500 bucks. It was wow. way oh, cheaper. Incredible. So then I buy a one-way ticket to another country, then a one-way ticket to another country, and whichever is cheapest, that's where I fly back home from. Cool. And so, yeah, I, I looked at it as an excuse to go travel. So I went to uh, Budapest, and while I was out there, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm out here all alone. I don't know anybody. Right. 
uh, fuck it. I'll put a thing on Facebook. I'm like, hey, I want to do a pub crawl. Anyone who wants to show up, show up. Uh, the, you know, and just just that. And I was expecting zero to one people <laughs> <laughs> to I show up. Wait. And like and like ten people showed up, and they were all like hardcore fans. And I'm like, this is insane. I we're in Hungary. I never expected <laughs> anybody. Uh, and it was just incredible. And like I I talked to these people, and they were pouring their hearts out to me. Like, oh my gosh, I used to read you when I was in college and high school mm-hmm. and you inspired me to start this website and now i'm doing this movement thing i'm like holy sh- i don't i don't know man i'm just in my parents basement yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. But, but that's what happens when you make so much of your personality kind of or you know when you put yourself out there i'm not saying that's necessarily you you know like but when you're yeah when you're put you know when you're willing to put something that you create out there i think people right. th- think uh that you know that, that they know you you know, yeah. and then uh, that can be great. Uh, it can also be a little odd, I think. Yeah, there were there were a whole lot of little things um, about the website that, at least for me, and I would talk to other people about that would always stick with us. And it was, I think, it's what really set it apart. Was it, it in spite of it's like you know there was like crass comedy and like you know all this stuff, but it had integrity. Oh yeah, there was, there was such a major thing about like. Not having the page be full of ads and not doing these things. And having grammar and fucking knowing just words. And like, <laughs> I think you set a lot of precedents for like internet etiquette too. Right. A lot of your posts were kind of like, here's why it's not okay to leave the caps lock key. By the way, I have to tell you a caps lock story. One of, <laughs> one, you know, um, I worked at a middle school where the secretary, the hired secretary of the middle school, responsible for all the emails out to the staff, just kept the caps lock key on. <laughs> that was her mode. <laughs> so it'd be like, join us for a bake sale this afternoon. And it would read like, there will be a bake sale! <laughs> like, it's always a panic, and you hate getting And the subject just like yelling at you about the most mundane stuff. You just feel bad after every email. Like, you yeah, just, you feel like <laughs> you get scolded. And I'm I, like, how do you not know that? One of the worst things about being a teacher, because I'm a former teacher as well, and the, one of the worst things about it is being on this fucking teacher mailing list. Mm-hmm. And you've got these, like, 65-year-old ladies who need to be out of the game, man. Like, it's <laughs> over. Like, you're it's done. Over. And they're getting this email, and it's like, attention. If you drive by a car with no headlights on, do not flick your lights at it. <laughs> you will catch. That's a gang initiation. A state patrolman in uh, New Mexico. And they send it out to all of you. And you're just like, fucking shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't need to be driving. Her driving a car was far more dangerous than anything that could have been written down in any email forward. But they bought this shit. And uh-huh. Just flooded your inbox. I couldn't stand they can't, it. They can't disseminate between the information, you know, like a young, and we won't be able to the way that the youth now do, mm-hmm. but like what's relevant, what's true and stuff like that. If you're not kind of in it, like what's important, just the, the thought of like an elderly person getting confused by a scam email or just like reading too much into an email. What an absolutely terrifying place for an old person. Totally. The internet is. Internet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, Good point. And they're, the way they must see it in their mind is like you're just in a dark cave with no light that has paths in every direction. 
And one minute you're, you know, looking up to see what happened on 700 Club last night or and something. Next and next thing, thing you know, there's going to be lesbians. Pornography is going to be there. And like just the fear that they have is so amazing. Uh-huh. So I, I found out that my I don't think my dad's ever gotten a blowjob. Um, wow, <laughs> man, that's so. And that made my heart sink a little I, bit. Yeah, I think. And like my parents, um, my parents, I know they've had sex twice, and all, probably only twice because I have a brother. Um, my parents are the least sexy, least sexual. I've never seen them like kiss or make out. Like maybe a smooch here and there, but they, their bedroom door was never shut when I was growing up or anything. So my parents, very conservative, uh, brought me up. My mom finally got the internet a couple years back, and she's like, you know, kind of, I'm trying, I'm teaching her, okay, here's CNN, here's your bank, here's your email, you know, you're set. Right. And so one night she calls me up, she was all excited, she's like, oh, I, I was, I found a bunch of like, uh, uh, a bunch of songs that I like, and I'm, so, I'm like, good mom, good for you, great, um, enjoy the viruses. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but, uh, then she calls me up hour, like about an hour later, and she's, frantic she's crying she goes george george you gotta help me you gotta help me and i said what's wrong mom she says there's a little girl she's a, she, there's a little girl on my on my monitor and she's dancing and i can't get rid of her <laughs> <laughs> and she, she she said i don't know what happened i just clicked and then it took me to this awful website and she said george you'll never believe what i saw the most terrible thing and I said, i'm like okay mom what is it what did you see she's like I can't even say it to you. You're my son. I said, what did you see, Mom? She goes, okay, do you know Monica Lewinsky? And I say, yes. She goes, what she did to Bill Clinton. I'm like, oh. You saw a blowjob? She saw a blowjob. And she was freaking. So I'm like, oh, my God. My dad has probably never gotten a blowjob. Wow. My mom was that disturbed by the sight of a blowjob. My poor. And your dad, if you ever wanted to bring it up, he'd have to use that same... Yeah. Do you know who Monica Lewinsky is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, you know, behind in. closed doors. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. She's like, yeah. Well, what she did. That's No way. That's such a sneaky way. You know, Monica <laughs> <laughs> My grandma's computer monitor, I was, when I was home uh, over Christmas, she had similar situation, just got the internet, had to show her like how to get to certain. She was like, I don't ever want to look at my, I just call the bank if I need anything from them. I'll call and talk to a person. It's like, well, okay, I won't help you out with that then. We'll just, you'll just not have that option uh-huh. because you just don't even want it. Uh-huh. Just, and you'll just deal with somebody who's angry because they have to take this call. When, uh, so I went back for Christmas and set up her computer and kept showing her stuff and she'd be like, okay. And she would, she had this little journal out and she was writing down, then do that. What now? What's my password? And, all this stuff. So, uh, I just got back to LA and then a couple weeks later, my, uh, grandfather, not the one she lived with, this was, uh, they were divorced. So, but my grandfather passed away. So I went back home just a couple weeks later, sort of unexpectedly. And I stayed with my grandmother and her computer monitor looked like, like a lion, like it was sticky notes <laughs> all the way around. Like it. a main? And just, yeah. And passwords and uh-huh. websites and like, 
It was insane. I'd never seen anything like it. And like, it's like, this is a function that your computer does as well. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's actually things built in to do all of this. There were so many, though. Like, you couldn't read some. Like, you would have to My mom's unstick the same way. them and move them to yeah. read. It was My insane. mom's not that bad, but she's, you know, if you go to her monitor, Betsy, if you're listening, like, at home, you know, it'll say username, password, and, yeah. and pencil written around the monitor <laughs> around it's wild and it always made me want to like use sticky notes more as like i don't i feel like i could use these in my life somehow but oh actual post-it notes that that inspired you well it did because i didn't need them for that but i know there was shit i could maybe like have one that's like you need to wash the dishes today that's the kind of sticky note i need like things that just remind me to do shit get a smartphone man come on no oh no smartphone now, you don't have a smartphone. Let me show you a little something right here. <laughs> oh this is my the phone I have. Oh my gosh. For those is... of you who are who cannot see it, this is an LG. I'm not real sure what to say about it other than it says in big letters like this is a big selling point. <laughs> 1.3 megapixels on the camera phone. Uh-huh. So that's huge. Shell. This was a once a free Walmart phone. And well. it's what I have now. But I don't have to pay a data plan and all that other stuff. I mean, you don't have to, but like you want to, right? Yeah, I'm going to get a smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> my yeah. iPhone is my best computer. Yes, yeah. I mean, like I, I use, hear that from a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I use my phone for everything. Um, it's been that way for a while now too. Where I used to, I used to like my phone was like a party thing. I I adapted technology like pretty early on. Yeah. So back in like. 03 or 02, I got this really cool phone by Nokia called the E90, which -hmm. was just incredible. Like, still to this day, there's no phone that compared to it. It had two keyboards. It had two two screens. It it had full... You could play Quake, the original PC Quake, in full resolution with OpenGL. Wow! And it was networked with Bluetooth, so you could play with your friends or whatever. And it had keyboard... Everything and and then they ported Quake Three over to it and it w- it was flawless in O three in O three and I was I would I would pull out my phone and show it to people and they're like oh cool phone where's the keyboard and I'm like bam now what and then <laughs> <laughs> and I'd pull up Quake they're like oh my gosh and I was do I was using that thing for everything and now like pretty much any phone could can do that like any modern phone I don't even know if they ported Quake over to some of these modern phones like I, I guess because of the touchscreen is hard to play but um, I've never played Quake. You know, cool. phones are the only piece of technology that I've always been behind the times on my entire life. I mean, always. Like, I was always like, oh man, I'm going to get, you know, an Xbox 360 or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to play, you know, Diablo 2 as soon as it comes out. Like, I was always in touch with every other form of technology except for phones. Like, I lived with my grandma growing up. So I got my first touch tone phone when I moved, um, into the dorm in college you had a dial we had a rotary phone wow. my whole life so then i got to college i had a touch tone phone and then when i moved out of the dorm shit got real because i got my very first cordless phone in 2001 <laughs> oh wow super pumped about it my own answering machine good shit wow i got my first cell phone in 2006 was ready to roll did not have a cell phone until then i would like take i used to uh see this girl that uh, lived in New Orleans, and I would go down to visit her, and it would be a 14-hour drive, and I would have no cell phone. Just one man on the loose, <laughs> like the way it used to be, by God. Wow. 
Now, you yeah, know, I, they, I should say, I used to be like that, too. I, I held out for the longest time. I didn't want a cell phone. I didn't want any of that. I, I said, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to get a hold of me, send me a page, and I'll call you yeah. back. <laughs> I'll Hilarious. Call you back. You know, what else do we need? <laughs> yeah, I got a pager. You can, you know, I, you can get a hold of me if you need to. You uh, had a pager? Oh, yeah. I had a that's, MetroCell numeric that's pager. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was uh, it was great. Um and then you you do eventually get creative with like you know if like the girl if your girlfriend wanted you to come over she'd be like come she'd send you her number and then six nine six nine six nine afterwards like <laughs> oh, okay nice <laughs> down, yeah I yep. know what this means um, I love that number that's such a funny number sixty nine <laughs> the best I just love a guy who can't stop laughing at it when they hear it <laughs> that was me in like middle school I was like uh-huh. fuck yeah good one I love that shit I don't know why I didn't Chaucer's Canterbury Tales today, page sixty nice. nice. That kid in the back, nice. You don't even know that like what you're reading about is far more scandalous than a sixty nine. <laughs> like you're actually reading about rape and like really sexual stuff. You're just like a kid. I don't know if my mom knows what sixty nine is. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You should have to find a historic, famous sixty nine to make reference to. Yeah, what would it be? I don't know, really. What? How? What would you say that? Picasso, a lot of Picasso paintings had people. Remember Nixon and Watergate? What did they he? did? They sixty-nined <laughs> the country. <That's>, <laughs> I don't think they sixty-nined the country. Very, I'm trying to get very intangible with 69 it. Sixty-nine would be like both people, the country, <laughs> yeah. and the politicians were like both. Had, yeah, had to think of a really happy time in yeah. America. We're giving Remember and receiving. Remember Monica Lewinsky? You just use that one all the time. It was a happy time. That was as close as we were. I That's think sixty nineing with the economy. I feel like Monica Lewinsky ha- half I'm sixty nine with the nineties so half. hard. She, if, if you give a blowjob, that's a thirty four and a half. Hmm. Wait, wait. How? How? What? Oh, okay. I know. Never mind. I get. I think yeah. that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Can we do this on the? Can this be a new thing? 34. I got Can we just make this? I got a 34 and a half, or I did a 34 and a half. I'm going to call it a 345. A 345. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I do. Three, See how I just spun that? Cool. Yeah. yeah. 345. <laughs> three, oh, man. The t shirts will be out in two weeks. It so. just means an unreciprocated, halfly unreciprocated 69. <laughs> or a halfly. <laughs> that makes it sound so weird. I oh, was just using that for a blowjob, not for being in the 69. You're in the position, position and one person has fallen asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three, four, five. Four, five. <laughs> you pass out because you're too drunk. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's terrible. Yeah, that was. I love our show. My mom listens to this show. Wait. My mom does too, strangely enough. Yeah, so you guys aren't dating right now at the I'm moment. dating. I'm oh. I I'm I uh but I like I'm not uh, in a relationship. Mm. Mm. So how do you how do you walk around that landmine? Because that was a big thing when I first started out, she was all about like, "Hey, let's mm-hmm. yeah, I want to be your girlfriend." And really? I was like, "Oh, cool. You're cool." But yeah. Does it not come up or? No, I guess there've been a few times where yeah, I mean, I, I think guys kind of naturally to tend to not want to be in relationships as much. I guess. Uh, I, I, oh, I don't. I don't particularly want to be right now. I guess. Kind of weird to admit, but I think that's probably the reason. True. I always feel weird about it becoming officially like a relationship is because I think I associate that with relation. Because I'm single now, I've never been in a relationship that didn't end. Right. So the moment it becomes a relationship. 
a lot of times I think I sort of imagine that now there's an expiration date. Yeah, me too. You know, like, and it'll be ruined. And like, the friendship I will remember be lost. what happened every other time. And if it becomes this, it'll eventually become this. And it's sort of a, it's a kind of a shitty, almost a cowardly way to think. But you know, you do. Like, it's just what sort of comes out a lot of times. It's so not cowardly if it's the pattern and all the data you have to kind of go off. Right. And I've had yeah. a great deal of relationships, and most of my relationships actually ended very well. But I think that made it even worse. Like, the easiest relationships to get out of, for me, were the ones where, like, it was just shitty, and there was, like, a bunch of arguing. But, like, if it just ends, like, you know, if you get cheated on or if something else happens, and uh. there's, there's never, like... Somebody being a bitch or somebody like that's what I need is like a brawl so that I can be like, well, fuck this. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. But if that doesn't happen, I'm like, man, that's just, you know, I'm still friends with a lot of my exes and yeah. it just would make, you know, for a little while afterwards, it would still hurt because you still like them so much. I guess the same could be said for movies. Like you, you have no problem walking out of a bad movie. <laughs> but if it's like kind of good, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Stick around. Got Yeah, that's the problem. Should I stick around? That's been my problem. My worst relationship was Chronicles of Riddick. I did not see yeah. that relationship all the way to its completion. We walked out of a couple of movies before, I feel like. I'm sure we did. I've walked out of two movies in my life. Uh, the first was Dude, Where's My Car? Oh, the worst. <laughs> I have a story about I called the movie, I called Blockbuster after I rented it. And I was just like, hey, I just rented Dude, Where's My Car? I would like my money. <laughs> and I was doing a prank. I was like doing a prank. I was fully expecting them to be like, you can't, you know. And she went along with it. She's like, if you didn't like it, you can come in and we will give you a refund. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. I lo- lost all the steam in my prank call. And uh, Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. I will. Because <laughs> I didn't watch it. Anyway, I, dude, where's my car? I wa- yeah, I walked out of Dude, where's my car? Went up to the lady. I'm like, look, this movie's really terrible. And then she's like, I know. Don't worry about it. Why don't you go see Castaway? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, you know, uh, way better than Dude, Where's My Car, you know? Especially immediately after Dude, Where's My Car. Something with stakes and you care about. Mm -hmm. And it just will have the sweet taste of relief. It's like, oh, I'm in a new place and it's so much better. It was great. Yeah, I had that. So juxtapose, it was great. Um, And another movie I walked out of was a movie called Jerry with a G. And it's a small indie movie. Mm-hmm. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, uh, I think Ben Affleck's cousin or someone and Matt Damon are in it. Uh-huh. And you, you know that this movie's got to be total shit because you've never heard of it and Matt Damon's in it. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, like there's a there's I, I kid you not, the movie starts out with a 10 minute in real time scene of these guys driving through the desert. Then they park their car. They don't say anything to each other. And then they have a 15 minute walk. A 15-minute walk, and it's in real time. No! Yes. The worst. And there's nothing going on. They're not... Ha- it's not even witty banter. It's not like them almost just having small talk. And then they get... To, like, it just went on and on. There was a part where they... Were, and then they separated. So, any hope that there could be dialogue or anything going on, they just just dash they separated and it was another like 20 30 minutes of silence i told i turned to my friend i said look if you want to stay this movie that's fine i'm not going to watch another second of this bullshit uh i'll come pick you up text me when, text me when it's over i'm done i'm out and he goes you're not you're not seriously leaving or i'm like i'm like i'm definitely leaving <laughs> i'm done with this shit yeah i mean it's not like i'm looking it up right now on imdb 2002 mm-hmm. yeah uh, who is, is it Gus Matt? van zant there you go <laughs> <laughs> Dustin weighed in. Yeah, he did. He weighed in hard too. Yeah. 
And this is the plot summary. A friendship between two 20-something men is tested to its very limits when they go on a hike in a desert and forget to bring any water or food. Well, that just sounds like you're a fucking idiot, really, in a lot of ways. <laughs> you want to type this it, fucking idiot? It specifically says they forgot to bring <laughs> water and food to the desert. Yeah, yeah. there's no... Oh, like, shit. You know, we probably should have brought something to the fucking desert. Might have been a good idea. Bring something to the desert is the takeaway. Exactly. It's just like that movie, whatever it was, Guy Starves to Death in Canada or whatever the hell it was. Did you see that movie, that dude that lived wild? in the bus? Or, yeah. Wild? Yeah. Wild I, I liked that movie. Go go out and get wild. What's that movie? You know what I'm talking about. It's a Girls Gone Wild. Girls Gone Wild. Girls gone wild. It's, it's Into the Wild. Into the yeah. Wild. Yeah. 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 Better book than film, in my opinion. Oh, I'm sure it's probably true, but I didn't read the book. But I didn't care for the, the film, just I thought it came off as kind of an idiot. We have uh, loved having you on, George. Thanks for all Thank the so insight. Much. And it's, uh, been, it's been our pleasure. Big time. Completely. It's a great podcast. And uh, uh, it, it's a very professional setup. It's very cool. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, it's great. It's we awesome. shouldn't giggle when people say <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. But like, it, it was funny to me because it was like, despite what Roman looks like right now, everyone, this is a professional setup. That's what I thought you were most yeah. saying. No, no, it's uh, it makes a huge difference. I listen to a lot of podcasts and and the audio quality. I was listening to your podcast before the show, and there's no pops, there's no plosives, because uh, I've been I've been working on one as well, and and it's it's really hard to get that audio quality down. Huge makes a huge difference. Dustin in the house. <laughs> this is feral why we, audio. This yeah. feral audio. This have, is why we have, in my opinion, the greatest of sound wizards and sorcerers, Dustin Marshall. I would like the audience to know that anytime that there's someone with a skill that is something technical beyond my understanding, then I always just assume that person's a wizard of some kind. They're just some <laughs> magic user. And I respect that because think of how long it takes <laughs> to learn to spells. Those skills. Yeah. All wizards have big, long beards. It's years of work. You never see a wizard like, I mean, Harry Potter, but fucking get real on that. Like, let's talk about real wizards. Harry Potter was never, you know, on some kid's room in the 70s on a poster, the fucking dragon behind him. Tolkien and, wizard? Yeah, there was never a pewter cast Harry Potter. Harry Potter that some kid had in his Dungeons and Dragons map set up and shit. You're right. You're right. Real wizards are Real old, wizards. but Dustin is master. He's the true Harry Potter. Yeah, we could uh, plug anything you're working on if you want. Um yeah. Um, sure. I'm coming up with uh, more episodes of the best show in the universe. Oh, uh, awesome. I nice. took a, a little hiatus because I was writing uh, the book, uh, I Am Better Than Your Kids, that just came out. And um, yeah, a lot more updates and stuff coming on the website. And I mentioned a podcast that's like, I haven't even announced it yet, but uh, uh, that's a scoop here. But uh, yeah. Nice. Ooh, uh, we got the Please be my girlfriend yeah. exclusive news. Kurt Loader here. We hired Kurt Loader. Uh, we mentioned him before the podcast. Is the guy who brought me the news that Kurt Cobain died. Yeah, me too, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, me too. I remember that. I yeah. was <laughs> devastated. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> another bonding moment. Indeed. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for Thank being on the guys. show. Thank you, guys. This is really this, great. This has been really fantastic. It. And uh, I guess we'll see everybody next time on Please Be My Girlfriend. Hosted by Classmates.fm.